Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian, Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode eight. We've all said it. I need to work out. But what's going to get you off Netflix and actually working out? Fun fact, only 16% of Canadian adults meet Canada's physical activity guidelines. I think our next guest is going to give us some insight on how to get off the couch and out being active. Let me introduce episode 8's guest. A little over 14 years ago, he was a heavy beer drinking, cigarette smoking, hamburger eating party guy. Now he's a well-respected business executive, plant-based endurance athlete, as well as the recipient of the Craig Percival Be Phenomenal Award in sportsmanship. He started by completing his first marathon in 2005, paving his way to become an ultra-marathoner. He is a multi-time Ironman finisher, and when that wasn't enough, he completed two Ultramen. Now, I didn't know what an Ultraman was before I researched our next guest, so let me get into it with you. It's a three-day multi-sport race, 515 kilometers long. That's 320 miles. I'm going to break it down into three stages for you because, again, I didn't know what it was. Day one, a 6.2-mile, 10-kilometer ocean swim with a 90-mile, 145-kilometer cross-country bike ride where the vertical is 6,000 feet. That's just day one. Day two, you got another bike ride, a longer bike ride, with climbing of 4,000 feet. Day three, let's, well, why not? Ended up with a double marathon. That's 52.4 miles or 84 kilometers. Are you exhausted? Because I am. He also completed two ultra 520 races, which is pretty much the same as an Ultraman, but you bike maybe a little bit more the first day. As I said, I learned a lot, but the cool thing about our next guest is he's the first Canadian to attempt and accomplish the Epic Five. What is the Epic Five? Five Ironmen in five days on five Hawaiian islands. This coach Speaker, husband, father, plant-based endurance athlete has me wanting to ask so many questions. I'm pleased to introduce Chad Bentley. So I start the podcast off with 10 rapid fire questions that you have not seen, correct? Okay. I have not seen. Okay. Are you ready for the rapid fire? Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Okay, because I know your wife, Mary Jo, and I was on her podcast, um, Tea with the Titans, on episode five, and now she's done 71 episodes. Totally amazing. The first question has to do with her. Who's stronger, you or your wife? Um, I would have to say her. <laughs> <Because> if, I, <laughs> if I don't say her, I'd probably get in trouble. 
<laughs> she's pretty strong um but i have to say in our household we uh we're, we're a pretty good team and you know when the stresses of life hit yeah. we uh tend to talk each other off you know we, we we walk each other through the steps of of uh combating a problem and that we come sense. together so yeah that makes so sense well. that makes sense how long have you guys been married this is not one of the questions just off the cuff we've been married it's 2010, but we've been together for 21 years. We're going okay. into our 22nd year. Amazing. Yeah, all right. All right. 1999. <laughs> That's a good relationship. Okay. Number two, when I asked you this question, what are your first feelings about Hawaii? What are my first feelings about Hawaii? Yeah. Oh, it's the, the beautiful blue water. Okay. Oh, that, that's, that's it. i dream about it daily wicked number three if you could choose only one of these what would it be swimming biking or running you know i'm gonna have to pick swimming and it's a real shame because right now the pools are shut down so so it's uh, there's something missing in my life but i I absolutely love the relaxation behind swimming and it's uh, it's really zen Number four, before you changed your habits, what was your favorite treat? Oh my God. Before <laughs> I changed my habits. <laughs> you know, I, I, well, I was, I was uh, addicted to cigarettes. So maybe because I had the addiction, maybe that was my favorite thing. Okay. Number five. Really sad. Well, no, you've, you've, you've morphed. Uh, number five, yeah. what's your favorite treat now? My favorite treat now? is probably i would have to say like as far as food goes mm-hmm. um nora's cashew uh ice cream oh it's, that's ooh, what it's called it's i have brand. i have two in my in my fridge <laughs> i love that stuff it's so what's your favorite flavor <laughs> strawberry oh i have yet to get strawberry i love the mint chocolate and the uh peanut butter chocolate oh i feel like oh, we just I, bonded I, I, over ice cream <laughs> You know, I, I shop at the Nestor's in North Vancouver when I go in there and I see that it's sold out. I'm super depressed, but it's, a, it's also a bad habit. <laughs> I know. It's so good though. Okay. Okay. Number six, how did you start your day? Uh, I started my day, well, I get up, uh, the alarm clock goes off at 5.30, so I'm, I'm up uh, in the shower getting ready to go to work. Number seven, what's your favorite footwear? Hoka's, the runner's. Okay. That's I, a, if I had a chance, a, I, I would wear them everywhere. Is that a brand of, of running shoes? It's a brand of running shoes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thick soles okay. on them. They're, they're used for, you know, basically ultra running. Okay, cool. Number eight. If you could travel anywhere tomorrow, where would it be? Anywhere tomorrow, where would it be? You could take your family. You know, too. I think Costa Rica. I've Have you been there before? There. Oh, you I haven't, haven't been there? No. And we've been talking about it a lot lately and, you know, anticipating this whole coronavirus thing to disappear so we yeah. can resume travel. Oh, yeah. man. All right. On your bucket list. Nice. Uh, number nine, what is your favorite exercise? My favorite exercise? Well, it goes back to swimming. Well, I, I always blend exercise in for my sports with swim, bike, and run. Basically do all three. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Number <laughs> 10. Number 10 is a question I've asked my past, this will be 10 episodes on overcoming your fears. And number 10 is the same question for everyone. What's the bravest thing you've ever done? 
the bravest thing I've ever done. Well, I, I, I think that overcoming a fear uh, attached to that bravery would be becoming uh, a father of two little girls. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I grew up with brothers. Uh, I didn't always, Mary Jo and myself, we didn't, weren't sure if we were going to have kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we decided to do that, you really have to learn to, you know, love yourself and trust yourself in order to mentor these these little human beings that are coming up. And how old are and, they now? Uh, they are five. My youngest just turned five and seven. So cute. I, they are cuties too. Awesome. Oh, cuties. Thank you for doing the <laughs> rapid fire with me. It's always so interesting to hear what that number 10 is from everyone. Whereas like me looking in at you, I'd be like, all right, you like did five Ironman in five days. Maybe that might've been it, but parenthood, I have not been there yet. So I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. I, I definitely respect it. So, um, through, <laughs> Let's talk about those five Ironmen, if you don't mind. You've done so many crazy accomplishments from an outsider looking in. And then what I read about you is that you went from eating McDonald's, drinking, smoking, and you flipped to do triathlons, Ironmen, Ultramen, and then the Epic Five. If you can explain the Epic Five and how that transition came about, that would be amazing. Okay. Well, for starters, um, the Epic Five is the most recent uh, ultra endurance um, uh, athletic uh, event that I have done. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's five Ironmans in five days on five different Hawaiian islands. Uh, Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, Day one, you start in Kauai. And so you you have basically your only cutoff times are your is your ability to catch your flight out that night to the next island oh so wow and what time is your flight yeah. what time is your start time and what time is your flight time day one your start time's at it was supposed to be 6 a.m on day one but uh, i don't know if you remember hurricane lane was going through oh uh, in 2018 so i actually had to leave a day late out of vancouver to go over to hawaii Okay. And by the time I got there, it was a tropical storm. So we we landed in Kauai, and you would not believe the torrential downpours that were taking place. I've never seen rain like that. And coming from, I live in North Vancouver. I live in Deep Cove. It rains a lot there. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. So they had to postpone the ocean swim that was supposed to start at 6 a.m. Yeah. And... Uh, take it to a pool so we had to do our, our swim in the pool oh interesting. and then we had to get out and do nine loops on a bike nine I think it was nine 20 kilometer loops on a bike and Super then we casual. had to do five kilometer loops yeah, yeah it, it was it was insane and uh so how long how many sorry how many laps of the pool were there i think it's 100 i think it was 160 laps <laughs> in a is that an olympic size pool it's a 25 meter pool so let me do the math. I challenge like anyone to try that. <laughs> I might drown. Okay, mad respect there. Then you did 20, uh, 20K? You did, you did nine 20-kilometer loops on the bike. So that plays a total mind game with you. And then we had to run to a golf course, golf course and do five-kilometer loops to make up a marathon. Oh but you have to, everybody's feet were so wet in that the humidity with all the water 
just my feet were so blistered after day one. It was it was unbelievable. Day one with I, four I more to go. Yeah, four more to go. And then you got on a plane. Like, what were you? I have so many questions. Did your legs not like freeze up on the plane or were you just standing up? Like what was your recovery after day one? So everybody, we went directly uh, to the airport from the finish line. Yeah. And there were only, there were five of us. So we were all on the same flight. There were only five competitors. And when we got to the airport, we all laid down, elevated our legs. We wear these, these compression pants or like yeah. they fill with air. And then, you know. You oh, like the Normatec? Yeah, the, yeah it, it is. Yeah, the Normatec. Wait. So everybody's using those. There were only five competitors in the Epic Five? Is that a thing? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's not very many people that do it. Yeah, because it's nuts. But it's funny that it's the <laughs> Epic Five and that there's only five of you doing it. Yeah. It's, they allow 10 people in each year. Okay. okay. But okay. I guess a small amount of people applied that year. So. All anyway. right. You're on the plane. Your legs are elevated. Do you get any sleep? Uh, so, no, not on the plane. So, so when you, you have to have your bike all packed up, all your gear has to go with you. So whatever, you know, all the nutrition, your coolers, all that stuff has to be packed up and yeah. taken over to the next island. So by the time we got over to the next um, location, they had condos set up for us to go sleep. And I think I fell asleep probably one in the morning and then you're back up at 4.30 and then you're going down to the next start. So, and that, and that just, but that over the course of the five days on each island, it gets worse and worse. So, yeah, no I'm, crap. You're doing five Ironmen in a row. It's crazy. Yeah. I shouldn't yeah, say crazy. Funny. I respect the crap out of you. It's like mind blowing dedication. And I don't know what's happened to your body now, but it's yeah. wild. So, how did you, what was the mindset you to get? into this um it's just it, it it's it's interesting and, and i had done four ultramans already you know prior to doing this this was the you know just my evolution into um ultra and distance athletics when i do these events you actually it's almost cleansing this mm -hmm. is how i describe it you're present-minded all the time you're not worrying about anything else all you can do is worry about that moment in time because you're struggling you know, yeah. you're going to have extreme highs and extreme lows. So if you go outside of the present moment and start thinking about the next day or whatever, you're not going to be mm -hmm. successful. And, you know, every day in life, we're always thinking about the future. You ever notice that? It's always about, you know, striving for something better, thinking about the future. Mm -hmm. So I just use athletics or these endurance athletics to bring me back. It's almost like a, a painful med uh, meditation. So, but it, but it really is. It, it's fantastic, and I, and I find if I'm not doing it, my life is missing something. So, would you I say you're would it. you say you're addicted? Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean I took last year off. Okay, you know, I, I just did a couple marathons after five and, after five Ironman. Yeah, I well, I had to focus on on you know life work to have to work. <laughs> 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 totally fair uh, totally fair um so how did you hear about the epic five i know i like i've already discussed your ultraman in the intro so 
that's why I'm kind of focusing on the the epic five. Did, did you like do the Ultraman and hear like little birdie in your ear? Like Ultraman, epic five, epic five. Like what happened there? So in 2014, or no, I guess it'd be about 2011, I read a book called Finding Ultra. Okay. And this guy, Rich Roll, I don't know if you've heard of Rich Roll. Probably it has one of the most popular podcasts in the world, I think. Okay. He's a, a, a former uh, recovering alcoholic yeah. um, who used endurance athletics to, you know, give him focus and help him change his life. And him and I had somewhat of a similar uh, background. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a very, very heavy partier. I'll put it that way. I would never, I never called myself an alcoholic. He was, a, mm-hmm. he was an alcoholic, but I was 250 pounds and, and, uh, you know, I, I always say to people, it wouldn't be uncommon for me to drink a dozen beer before going to the bar when I was right. younger. And life doesn't really work out that well when you do that. No, no. <laughs> so, I'm not saying uh, I'm perfect either. So yeah. I'm sure there's lots of <laughs> listeners out there that understand what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I, I ended up uh, getting into Ironman in 2006 is when I did my first half Ironman. Yeah. And then it just evolved. And then I read his book and he is the founder of Epic Five. Okay. And him and another guy, Jason Lester. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I knew about it. I didn't think it was ever going to be, you know, become mainstream. And um, so um, a woman by the name of Rebecca Morgan um, took the race over from Jason Lester and mm-hmm. ritual and kept it going. So it's, it's, uh, this year would have been, um, the 10 year anniversary of the race. Oh, so, COVID. I know. And they had a big thing planned. It was actually going to be 10 Ironmans this year. on 10 What? Unique locations in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. In a row, <laughs> in a row, in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, would you have done that? No, I, I, <laughs> I couldn't uh, break away from, from work. I had some big work commitments and, I'm a 220-pound guy. Five was pushing it, so <sighs> ten. I, you know, somebody would do it for sure. But it's. Uh, I, don't I wonder how many people. I, could do it. I wonder how many people had signed up for that. That's mind blowing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we because did you ever do the Ironman in Whistler? No, I never did. Okay, because I I work events in Whistler, and I would watch the people cross the finish line and just be gobsmacked absolutely gobsmacked and I was just like you guys are kind of like on another level and so to hear that you've done five you are like dedicated guru slash wanting pain slash meditation I guess yeah that's that's actually a good way of describing it And so how does your family feel about you doing all of this? Do they ever train with you? Well, they don't train with me, but the, we make it a family affair. Okay. So, um, so like the Ultra 520, which is the exact same thing as Ultraman, mm-hmm. is based out of Penticton. There's actually Ultraman Canada and Ultraman, both based out of Penticton now. Mm-hmm. It's just same thing, different brands. And, uh, oh, they are? I so thought the we, biking had a little more or something like that. Yeah, just I, one added five kilometers on. So one's 520 kilometers, the other one's 520. A little longer. A little longer. Yeah. 
Not a lot, just a little. <laughs> yeah. But those events are structured around family. The, the whole oh, cool. philosophy behind it is uh, about family. The, your, your fellow racers, you feel like you're family by the time you're done the event. But the families and crews are all very involved in the race. So when you go down to the finish line, it's small, but you, you just feel so everybody. It's so inclusive. So That's the brilliant. kids are running around. So my, my kids have seen me cross um, Ultraman uh, and Ultra 20 finish lines since 2014. But my oldest daughter, she's been around that event since she was one year old. So she's Wild. quite familiar with a lot of people that have, have done this event. They've gone to Hawaii with me and traveled to do the world championships. And It's like normal uh, it, for it's, them. It's it is normal for them. Yeah. That's their normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, is, and really I think, I think I saw, um, one of your Instagram photos just from the other day that you were swimming, was that with your daughter? No, she comes, she came down. I did a, a, an open water swim in deep cove and I usually don't swim in the ocean and we, I live across the street from the, from the ocean. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I just, it, I've never, you know, really been pulled to go swim in the Pacific ocean here in the West coast. Cause it's freezing. But, uh, it's cold. Yeah. It's really cold. I would go, but I wouldn't swim for that long because I'm like a total water baby, but it's cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you would well, train in the pool. lakes in Whistler. I know they're cold. Yeah, I, train, I train in the pool or Sassamat Lake that's local to Port Moody. And I have a place in, in Penticton. So oh. training in Okanagan Lake a lot. Yeah. Do you have the place in Penticton because you're such an ultra Ironman? Yeah, that was the that was the original plan. Mary Jo and I've had it for since two thousand and nine, so it's been a long time. Cool, cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. So, um, something else I do in this podcast is at the end I I do some takeaways on what we've learned, what I've learned from you in the last okay. twenty minutes. And so, what I'm taking from you is obviously you you enjoy the family events, which is on point because you've got two girls good luck with that <laughs> <laughs> i need it and then um when i think that a lot of people will learn from this is that the reason that you do this these long 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 journeys um is that you want to stay present in the moment and not think so much about the future and that's something that so many people i think have trouble with is like no one is good at meditation, but you have to practice it. And so this is your meditation, which I think is so cool. I yeah. don't know how you did it. I'm so grateful for you to be like, to come and drop in with me on dropping in. Um, and I can't wait to see what's next with you. What, what can we expect to be next from you? <laughs> well, this, this summer I was supposed to do, I was going to do back to back, um, ultras. I was going to do ultra man canada yeah in the last weekend of july and then i was going to do ultra 520 the first week of august so since there are two in penticton uh two people attempted it last year and just fell just a little bit short so i was gonna attempt that okay um for now everything's on hold when so you hear I've, when you, i i'm like just thinking like you're like well a couple people fell short i'm like that's a nice way to say it they didn't complete correct and are you like, yeah, yeah I can do it. <laughs> like, what is, where does that drive come from? 
Well, I, I the thing is though, it's it's interesting. Five Ironmans and and you know running, it's the running that really takes it out of you. So okay. running marathon after marathon, but when you're doing two ultras, mm-hmm. um, that means over the course of the week you have to run two 84 kilometer runs. Now that really beats the heck out of your body. Let me tell you, like yeah. it's your whole body on, pa- is, on pavement. Yeah, partially yeah on gravel roads and and okay. and it really is tough. And you can't just walk them to get through them. You have time cutoffs. You have to complete each one of those 84 kilometer runs within yeah. 12 hours. So you have to be strategic about it. You can't just take lots of breaks and sit down and relax. You have to keep moving forward. So get it, it's, going. It, it's challenging. Oh, yeah. I've heard, uh, yeah, because um, when I was um, competitive, we would have to do like fitness tests. And someone said to me once when we were doing the beep test, they're like, keep moving your arms, keep going. And once you do a marathon, like once you stop that pace or that running, you're kind of like screwed a little bit. Is that true? Yeah, Have you ever done that? Have you ever done that in a race? Like, I just need a break. Yeah, yeah, I've been fairly good with just keeping the momentum up. Okay, but I could see it if you if you like. I never sit down and take a rest. And can what can I know, just say to everyone out there? That's the secret, maybe. <laughs> it, it, well, it's just a, it's just a metaphor. Just keep moving. Yeah, keep moving forward. Yeah, right? Matt. It, Matt it, was it, so good. He was like one foot in front of the other. One step at a time. I was like, yeah, one step at a time. But you're never going to stop. <laughs> yeah, he probably never will stop. I know. He'll be I 120 years old, still, still <laughs> running around North America. <laughs> so, so amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much for getting into the Epic Five with us because I didn't know and I'm not sure all our n- listeners knew. Um, any takeaways that you want to share with us? Um, you know, again, I just wanted to go back when, when doing these endurance athletics, you know, I'm not the fastest, like there are, there are professional triathletes out there that do the Ironman and everything. And, and that's what they do for their, their living. I, I do it. I think I do it partially for mental health and we all carry these emotions, um, negative emotions in us. And we all have our own way of, of cleansing them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it just kind of, it grounds you and brings you back to earth. And, and I think it, it helps you uh, move forward in life and, and build that resilience to life. So, it. so that's, you know, so many people ask me, why, why do you do it? And yeah. some people might think it's crazy or foolish, but everybody has their own reason. And, but that, but that is a big part of it. And just showing people the, what is capable. I am, I am not built like a little runner I'm, I'm a former rugby player, um, but it just shows the power of the mind and what we're all actually capable of doing. Totally. Um, I love that. And that's so, perfect. Yeah. So focus and follow through. So would you say that you would, you'd set a goal and then make an action plan and then track it? You'd give yourself feedback, review and reset. Totally. Setting the goals and creating that, it's like a, it's a massive action plan. However, the plan is going to have to be adjusted mm-hmm. as you go because life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And it also shows, you know, again, going back to having a couple of kids, I'm also an executive in a business. Uh, you, would, you do what you can. And yeah. 
first and foremost, you have to enjoy it and, and just trust that you can adapt to reaching that goal. And did you like those three sports before? I did, well, running. I, I hate know, running. I playing. Yeah, I was, I've never been a fast runner by any means, but uh, I, always, I used to mountain bike. And, and uh, so cycle, biking I always liked and swimming I always loved that. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. So anything's possible if you set your mind to it. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You just okay. you have to trust in yourself and have confidence in yourself. That's for sure. Okay. So where can people follow you for your next endeavor? Uh, you can check me out at uh, chadbentley.com. Yeah. Uh, just created a website. Uh, Facebook, Chad Bentley on Facebook, at Power Bentley on Instagram, and at Power Chad on Twitter. Okay, I'll add those uh, in the in the comment box below. Yeah. So you know that's 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 about it. Thank you so much for dropping in with me. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks, Mercedes. It was fun. On the next episode of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes Nickel, I chat with one of Canada's fastest sprinters. I know we're going to have a lot of laughs as he shares his story with us. Tune in next Thursday as we drop in with Canadian national champion Jerome Blake. Follow Dropping In on Facebook and Instagram at Dropping In with Mercedes. Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music and my mom for the intro voice. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.